Was? Recording in progress. Team from the department, uh, the leadership of the entities as led by uh, the boards uh, and the council of CASA in particular. Fellow South Africans who are following us uh, in the different uh, platforms. As I greet this morning, uh, honorable members, we are indeed meeting today as part of uh, our robust oversight that we need to play over the executive as well as the entities that report to the department. And in this regard, we would uh, be having ICASA as well as uh, Yusasa Yusuf on matters that uh, may have come before the committee, but as a way of uh, follow up and ensuring that uh, action plans that get presented uh, before the committee, we have a way of following up that there is implementation in that regard. Of course, it is also an opportunity for us to be taken into confidence on matters that are of uh, public interest, uh, but also of interest to the committee as we play our oversight role. So this would be my brief uh, opening remarks uh, before we deal with uh, the formalities uh, of opening up the meeting. Just as a way, uh, honorable members, as well as participants on the platform, just to remind ourselves of the rules applying in the engagement on this platform, uh, virtual meetings. We are reminded that uh, at all times we have to ensure that our mics are muted, as well as uh, video cameras uh, switched off unless you are recognized by the chairperson in a case where you need to speak, you then uh, unmute your mic as well as switch on your video camera so as to ensure that uh, the viewers home also able to link the speaker to, to the fact that's helpful. But of course, in a situation where a member of or participant is experiencing connectivity challenges, you would indicate that to the chair uh, and ask that your video camera be switched off uh, so as to maximize the bandwidth, but also to ensure that we can still hear you in terms of the contribution you're making in the meeting. Otherwise, under normal circumstances, would really urge uh, members or participants on the platform to ensure that every time they're on the platform, the video camera is on and you'll then unmute your, your mic. Because of connectivity challenges, people may lose connection and may have to reconnect to the meeting. Ensure at all times as you reconnect to the meeting uh, that your mic is muted as well as uh, your video camera is switched off. This is also to ensure that background sounds that could be picked up by mics as mics are sensitive that that does not distract the speaker that may be on the platform or take away the attention of members 
uh, from the speaker that may be on the platform. As a guide, we're also asked not to uh, have a necessary point of orders that may uh, collapse uh, the meeting on this platform. However, in a situation of point of orders, of course, members would not uh, be switching uh, on video cameras and unmuting the mics unless they are recognized by the chair. In that score, the chair would then uh, allow the member to unmute the mic and raise the point of order on which uh, the chair may also rule on in terms of the rules. If we keep that uh, honorable members and participants, that should help our meetings to run uh, smoothly so. I will, without a uh, waste of time, for purposes of formality and record, check uh, with the committee support staff if there are any formal apologies that may have been received so as to place those on record. Committee support. Uh, good morning, Chairperson. We have an apology for the minister who's abroad and also the deputy minister who had an emergency. Then we have apologies for Mr. Gumbu and Ms. Majorzi. Thank you. Okay, those are the apologies that have been received. May I just check uh, if there may be apologies uh, members may be aware of that would have been forwarded and may have not been uh, placed on record. Good morning, Chairperson. I'm following up with Honorable Malati. I know he has connectivity issues. Okay. Thank you, uh, Honorable Bojani. Um, <clears throat> those are the apologies that we have, uh, and, and therefore, you're uh, all welcome, Honorable Members, and we can now proceed to next item because we have a correcting meeting uh, to proceed. As I would have said, we have uh, those uh, items as uh, flighted uh, uh, for all to see. We have a briefing by CASA on spectrum auction finalization and future regulation, which will then be followed by a briefing on USASA, USAF, on framework, and timelines on all uh, current investigations and implementation dates for consequence uh, management processes. We will then after that take a, a discussion and, and then adoption of uh, outstanding minutes. I will then without a waste of time, having received an apology from uh, the minister and deputy minister, as it is the norm we we'll usually give uh, the political heads to uh, also take us into confidence as the committee on, on matters of public interest. Uh, in this case, I take it that the department will play that role uh, in introducing the entities as well as giving us an overview um, on the items before us. Uh, thereafter, we'll then uh, give the entities starting with uh, ICASA as led by the chairperson of ICASA, Dr. Mudume, would then uh, uh, indicate how they are approaching the, the presentation. Uh, would uh, also then, after that, take uh, the USASA, uh, USAF as led uh, by the chair of the board, uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm trying to check here because I did see the chair of ICASA switching on the video camera, so I could easily identify. Uh, I take it at the time uh, that the department speaks will also confirm if the, it's the whole board of USASA uh, that's here led by the chair, uh, and they will present as such. So after the department, uh, I take it uh, for both uh, ICASA and USASA, it won't be a problem. The minutes that would allocate uh, would give you 25 minutes um, maximum. Uh, of course, if you can do it in less than that, that would be fine taking into account that uh, members may have received the presentations on time, they would have gone through them uh, in any way, further clarities would be at the time of engagement. Uh, I hope that's uh, clearer. Uh, the department, uh, if you can now uh, take platform and, and uh, you'll then indicate how uh, the, the presentation is approached. Is that activity? Yes, yes, you are recognized, Mr. Shalembe. Good, good, good morning, Chairperson, and uh, good morning to the honorable members. Uh, perhaps I need to register the apology of our acting DG, who is also out of the country. And I'm here, I'm here therefore, in, in the capacity as the acting uh, in that position. Person, I do not see my video here. I hope I hope you can see me. Yes, we can. We can see you. Thank you very much. First of all, Chairperson, we we will represent Ikasa, who will be presenting on the spectrum auction finalization and the future regulations. Just a brief overview, Chairperson, on their presentation. ICASA initiated the licensing of the International Mobile Telecommunication uh, IMT radio frequency spectrum by means of an auction, aimed, amongst others, to deal with growth in demand for spectrum as a result of significant growth in traffic for broadband services. The, the main auction stage was opened on the 10th of March, 2022, and subsequently concluded uh, Chairperson on 17 March, 2022, after multiple rounds of bidding held over a period of six days. In aggregate, that, that process raised 14.4 billion for the billion rent for the fiscal. ICASA has since issued a range of frequency spectrum licenses to the successful bidders after receiving the proportional payment of the auction fees. The process for the connection of various public institutions by licenses as part of their social obligations is now underway. So Chairperson, the submitted presentation highlights the applicable spectrum licensing regulatory framework, the various stages of the licensing process, the auction outcome, the issuance of the radio frequency spectrum licenses, 
as well as the future regulation. Maybe as I end, Chairperson, I need to just highlight that there's still a matter in front of the Constitutional Court, which was held on, on 20 May 2022, after the ETB filed an application for directly to appeal against the Gauteng High Court uh, Division, which had found, amongst others, that the minister had the authority to determine the analog switch off date without consultation with other stakeholders, such as ETV. But that court had extended the analog switch off date from 31 March 2022 to 30 June 2022. The impact of the case, Chairperson, should the analog switch off date be extended to a later date will result in the spectrum currently being used by broadcasters, which, which, which were sold to mobile operators, not being able to be used by those successful bidders until the analog switch off is given effect to. Judgment is awaited on this matter, Chairperson. That would be all on, on ICASA as an introductory remark, Chair. I will then move on to make an even brief introduction on the presentation by USASA, which is on the framework and timelines on current investigations and implementation dates for consequence management. The presentation by USASA and USAF a chairperson is divided into, into three. It covers three areas. The one is on disciplinary investigation on the six suspended employees. The second one is litigation and arbitration matters. And lastly, investigations by national treasurer. Chairperson, as the department, we have implored USASA to undertake, but also to try and finish these matters expeditiously and in a cost-effective manner, so as to ensure that the interest of the entity and the fiscal are protected at all times. Without further ado, Chairperson, I will then, with your permission, invite ICASA to come on board and start off with their presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much uh, and greetings uh, to Honorable uh, Chair Maneli and the Honorable Members and uh, greetings to all the colleagues uh, on, on board. Uh, we would like to then uh, take the, the committee through our presentation. It's, it's actually brief given the fact that we, we do appear from time to time, so we'll just focus on the salient uh, points. We can go to slide five. Uh, so as we all know, the DICASA has uh, indeed, after uh, serious delays in the past occasioned by a number of factors, uh, has finally managed to license the high-demand uh, radio frequency spectrum through an auction. 
the auction was successfully concluded uh, in, in, in March of 2022, and uh, licenses have, have been, been issued. Just by way of background, I think we all know that Spectrum is a finite resource. It requires prudent management on behalf of the public. It belongs to the people of South Africa, and ICASA is just the licensing custodian. Uh, but the spectrum is a resource that belongs to the people of, of South Africa. And in us licensing it, we need to ensure that we do it in a manner that is in the best uh, public interest. We licensed the following bands, uh, the IMT 700, 800, uh, 2600, and 3500. We balanced uh, this particular licensing to ensure that there is you know, the sub one gig spectrum, which is very good uh, for wider coverage, which is around 700 and 800, but also the upper bands, which are good for capacity. So we, we tried to, to, to really bring about the balance in how we went about this licensing. Uh, next slide. I think uh, I would uh, just touch briefly on the, the, the objectives, you know, of what we really were looking at and will continue to work towards is the promotion of uh, broad-based black economic empowerment, uh, the universal provision, connectivity for all, the development of SMEs to encourage investment and innovation in the sector, promote competition, and show efficient use of radio frequency spectrum. I mean, just by way of an example, uh, the one that talks about encouraging investment and innovation, on the back of this spectrum auction, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, two ratings agencies, uh, Moody's and then uh, Standard and Poor have changed South Africa's investment uh, grading, at least uh, an adjustment. And the Spectrum um, uh, auction has been uh, cited, um, you know, formally as one of the cardinal uh, achievements that led to that uh, credit rating adjustment. So I'm just mentioning this to give an example of what we mean when you talk about encouraging investment um, in this in this regard. Um, now the six participants uh, in the process, I must say, was open to everyone who has a network service license. Everyone who had a network service license was allowed to participate, but the applicants ended up being CLC, Liquid Telecoms, um, MTN, Telecom, Rain and Vodacom. So those were the, the participants in this in this auction. Next slide. Uh, we went through a stage. Uh, I think uh, there's various stages that we, we undertook, uh, starting on the receipt of applications. We went through uh, qualification assessments in February. We issued qualification letters to the applicants. Uh, we then did uh, beta training and mock auctions to make sure that the participants are ready. Uh, that was around uh, early March, around the 8th of March. We, we did what is known as an opt-in auction. It was a scheme designed to accommodate the, the, you know, the, the relatively smaller players, if we can put it that way, in the market amongst the six, so that they could also then have a first bite uh, of the cherry. Uh, understanding how our market is, the market uh, dynamics, uh, we needed to ensure that we, we accommodate the, 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 
you know, yeah, the, the relatively smaller operators, they participated in an opt-in. Uh, it was a sealed bid auction and it was held at CASA's offices. Uh, and then two days later, we went on the 10th of March into the main auction stage where then everyone was able to participate. It was in the form of an online multiple round uh, auction. Um, and we then, of course, customized the auction software with our consultants and, and everything was tested accordingly. And uh, on the 17th of March uh, onwards, when the auction concluded, we then started the process of assigning the, the, the successful bidders with the relevant spectrum. Next slide. The result in the opt-in round, uh, the successful bidders, uh, were rain and telecom uh, in a number of, of lots. Uh, the total amount was just close to 2.7 billion rents, just, just over 2.6 billion rents. We, we fetched that amount in the in the opt-in round. The participants in the opt-in round were rain, liquid, I'm sorry, we're, we're rain, uh, telecom, and Celsius, but the successful bidders rather ended up being rain. And, and telecom. And as I've said, we, we raised about two point, just under 2.7 billion in the opt-in round. Next. The main auction, uh, all six uh, participants, uh, you know, they, they played a role. Uh, I think we are trying to depict here uh, with various colors that they, they all bought. Uh, Vodacom got something uh, about 20. Uh, in, in, in 700, and then uh, MTN got uh, 2,800. There was an unsold lot of, of 800. In, in the, it was called lot nine. Uh, also in the sub one gig, it was unsold. Uh, we, we, we understand that the reason why it was unsold was because of the obligations uh, uh, attached to it. But it's not a problem because this unsold lot is part of the the settlement we have reached with 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 telecom because we were the main litigants that we will embark on a process of openly accommodating everyone openly uh, you know kickstarting a process to license this unsold lot so i just thought i should make that point clear and then of course the uh, participants bought also in the 26 100 megahertz band uh, mtn bought uh, rain got uh, Vodacom, uh, and then in the in the 3500, CLC uh, got uh, something, uh, uh, Liquid Telecoms, and and yeah, so there's just a, a good balance, and Telecom also got uh, in, in the 3500. So there's a good balance. Uh, operators or participants uh, bought Spectrum according to their operational and commercial needs, and that's the beauty with an auction because it gives you an an opportunity to really bid for what you want and for what you are really prepared to, to pay for. Uh, thanks. Next. As I've said, uh, there's a lot that was unsold. Uh, it was called Lot 9 in the IMT 800. And as I've said, we, we had uh, attached obligations that related to nationwide uh, population coverage of 99.8%. So I think operators or bidders were spoiled for choice. <laughs> That's why they could perhaps on this particular auction uh, stage, uh, you know, decide to, to, uh, to leave this, this one out. 
given the fact that at least there, there were other pockets of spectrum we could bid for. But uh, when we went on to the auction, uh, honorable members would recall that ICASA had uh, through economists and everyone uh, ran an estimate of about a minimum of 8 billion rents. And we are glad to have raised in excess of 14.4 billion rents with an unsold lot. Uh, I mean, uh, for, for the first time that an auction takes place, we have exceeded, far exceeded our estimates, and we still have value because the unsold lot can only be licensed in a competitive, fair, and transparent manner. And uh, that manner can only be through an auction, which means there is value. We, we, we surpassed expectations and we still retained value. Uh, we can move on to the next slide. Uh, licenses have been have been issued uh, to successful bidders. Uh, we are just uh, finalizing, uh, you know, the, the the payment with the last uh, with one operator uh, who has paid uh, in part. Uh, they, they have advanced, but we just uh, at the tail end of 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 closing up on that uh, payment issue. Uh, but as matters stand, uh, everyone else has paid and licenses uh, have been issued. And there are social obligations which relate to connecting public institutions, you know, clinics, uh, police stations in their hundreds, clinics in their thousands, traditional offices uh, uh, across the, the, the country, government, uh, hospitals, uh, you know, in their, in their hundreds as well. So these are the obligations. It's not only a question of buying, uh, procuring the relevant spectrum, but there are certain obligations for, for you know, a meaningful efforts towards bridging the digital divide that uh, the successful bidders understand they need to then adhere. We are working very closely with the department uh, in this regard uh, so that we can do. Then there's future regulations. We, 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 we have embarked uh, on, a, on a number of uh, regulatory interventions. Um, you know, these relate to the draft outlook on, on, on the long-term spectrum outlook for 10 to 20 years. Uh, it's also get at promoting efficient use of spectrum, you know, trying to meet the growing need for capacity, which is exceeding the available spectrum. As I've said, it's a finite resource. And to try and really help with the market certainty. We are working on dynamic and opportunistic spectrum access. Uh, this, you know, it's currently underway. We are working on regulatory framework, which was completed, and we are now implementing the registration and usage process. Research is ongoing in this regard. We're working on the uh, forward-looking conformity assessment framework for type approvals. This talks to uh, the, the, the assessment, conformity assessment of products as we uh, approve them for safe use in the markets. Honorable members would from time to time at their homes, you know, observe that certain devices in their home, a big decoders, uh, would have any CASA sticker. With, uh, it's a small ICASA sticker on your, your, when you buy a new mobile phone on the box outside, there's an ICASA sticker written TA and a number. That's a type approval number. It shows that that particular device has been uh, approved 
for 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 use in the in the country. It's safe. It's not a, a you know a counterfeit good and so forth. So that's what type approval refers to. Uh, we are now working. We, we we have closed on on the final equipment authorization regs. Um, the regulations will be effective once the guidelines are in place. So that's what we are now working on. We are working on, as part of future regulations, the radio frequency spectrum assignment plans for, for IMT as well. Uh, we are in the process of, 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 of consulting and we, we aim that uh, through this consultative process, we should be able to release an additional 200 megahertz of spectrum. Uh, we hope to conclude on this by the 31st of March, 2023. In the international fora, we we have uh, the World Radio Conference coming in 2023. Uh, it's a big, big conference. The last one was in 2019 in Egypt. The next one will be in 2023. Uh, that's where even the new spectrum uh, that's ripe for licensing will be identified by the uh, ITU. There is uh, currently uh, in Kigali, the World Telecom Development Conference, it's currently taking place in Kigali. Uh, we have a delegation uh, that's that's currently attending. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite an important uh, conference as well. There's a number of of, of participation uh, on, you know, CRASA within our SADC region as well as R2. Uh, the next slide. Yeah, so I would then like to close off and uh, by addressing the issue of the, the wireless open access network, the WOM. Uh, as we know, that uh, policy directive was issued by the minister uh, in the past, uh, I think about two years or so ago, and that particular uh, policy on the WOM uh, made it necessary for, 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 for us to license Spectrum, the one part was through an auction, the other part was through a pro transformation uh, uh, tool called the WOM. Having embarked on this process, Isikasa, around November last year, we realized that uh, there was always a linkage, especially from a litigation point of view, wherein the WOM was more often than not, uh, you know, engulfed in in the litigation that that related to the licensing of of, of the, the 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 you know the, the spectrum through through the auction. Now, as a result of that, and also considering the fact that other jurisdictions which the own model uh, had 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 uh, fundamentally been benchmarked on encountered certain challenges. We, we thought it's very important and prudent for ICASA to pause, to embark on a process that would allow us to strengthen the own business case. There is no use licensing your own by just going through the motions, uh, licensing the own for failure, or licensing the own in a way that places unjustifiable uh, uh, obligations or burdens on incumbents either. It has to be a properly balanced thing that we know will be embraced, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a healthy manner by industry it will be supported so that it does not become a, a monumental failure. Whilst we are doing so, just at the commencement of auction, cabinet announced 
that uh, the, 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 there is a relook, I will use the word relook, on the own uh, policy to, I believe, also try to enhance its business case and there will be further communication in that regard. Um, and we, we really believe that uh, the policymaker, who is the minister, uh, as cabinet has announced, is, is, is busy uh, looking at the best way of enhancing the own policy. Once that is done, which will take form in a public consultative manner, because I will participate, we would urge everyone to participate in that process so that whatever outcome we yield from your own perspective should be an outcome of public consultation. So, so, so as ICASA, we have already engaged. I mean, I can, I can uh, uh, divulge that we have had a series of engagements with the, the, the Mexican regulator who have uh, implemented uh, something similar to the own model. Uh, we are engaging with, even on the sidelines of the conference in Kigali that I've just mentioned, we have a delegation that will be looking into, into engagement with other regulators on, 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 on what, what may be or have a semblance of the own model in their countries. It might not be called a own, but it might be something uh, similar. Uh, it, it, I think it is quite important that we, we need to learn from the, the successes yielded on the auction side that uh, sometimes it, it, it helps. More often than not, it takes time for us to arrive where we want to be or where we want to arrive, but it helps that we ultimately arrive with all stakeholders, with the buy-in of all stakeholders on board, because we have now learned that indeed, not that we didn't know, but now we know we are indeed in a constitutional democracy. Anyone who's aggrieved has franchised to approach a competent court of law. And this has a very serious bearing in halting processes, especially in instances where we may be seen to be cutting corners. So that's where I will leave it. ICASA is still committed to the own. It has to be done properly. Uh, all formations uh, that uh, have a view on own and how it should happen, we urge them to participate in formal processes whenever those formal processes are opened, either by the minister, the department, by ICASA, because honorable members, it's important that we subject our inputs to formal processes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I think, let me leave it at that. Uh, let me leave it at that. Thank you, honorable chairman. That's the end of our presentation. <laughs> Thank you, Asma. Um, uh, um, I'm just checking if the board chair, Ranto, from USASA itself. I'm here, Chairperson. Okay, then you, you can you can proceed um, with regard to your presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, I'm not going to open my video because the background of my uh, of my of me is a hospital bed, so I wouldn't want you to see the the, the background and traumatize you. Um, Chair, good morning to you, Honorable Chairperson. Good morning to the members of the Portfolio Committee. Good morning to the department, 
um, officials, officials from the from the entities, the management from the entities. Good morning to my colleagues and everybody else who is listening to this um, um, meeting. Chair, Yusasa is going to present a time, timelines and framework of uh, investigations that are currently implemented, the dates and consequence management processes. Um, the, 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 we've got six cases in USASA that we are looking at, Chair, and those cases, some of them are in front of the courts. We wish as we wished as USASA to have uh, completed them. The, 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 these uh, cases long ago because they are from 2016, 2017, but because other cases are in front of the court, so the courts are taking their time to complete the cases. There is nothing that we could do, especially at this time that we are winding off. We would wish that before we wind off the organization, we would be done by with the cases, but it all depends on, 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 on the court processes that we are looking at. The CEO, uh, Ms. Madigizela, will introduce the, 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 the presentation, and I think Mr. Mnawisa will take over and present if he is around. I can't really see who is in here and who is not, but I know that the CEO is around. The CEO, will, the, the acting CEO would uh, give the presentation. And if Mr. Mubisa is around, Mr. Mubisa will then conclude the, the presentation. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, good morning, Chair. Uh, good morning to all the members. Uh, the chairpersons of the boards and um, colleagues and the likes. Um, Chair, we are going to, um, I think Chair has given, uh, the chairperson of the board has given a preamble with regards to our presentation today. Our focus really would be on the labor-related uh, matters, uh, including what is sitting in the courts, um, various at, uh, arbitrations and litigations um, uh, bodies, and um, that we are currently faced with, Chair. So we'll start with the labor matters, uh, Chair. Yeah. And just to give a brief overview of that, um, uh, you can go to the next slide. We suspended uh, six officials um, in the entity due to uh, some uh, financial uh, mis uh, possible financial misconduct that um, was was discovered during an, an audit uh, period um, when we did an open review. Um, Sipo, if you could just move the slides, please. Um, Chair, the, 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 the actual, um, so the six cases, we had aimed to have completed this as per our policy and our framework that then details that we need to have completed these various uh, cases within 90 days. However, due to the complexity of the matter which the policy allows, um, we have been, um, we have not been able to conclude. We've had, um, chair, uh, some disruptions with regards, um, to the 
bodies that were investigating um, these six uh, matters. And um, due to those delays that came with um, other people having uh, resigned and retract their appointment, we then um, um, are currently uh, in the process of concluding um, these matters, um, Chair. Uh, what we aim to have done or what we aim to do is to conclude these matters um, before court, uh, beginning of quarter two. We're currently at very advanced stages, and um, it is um, really comforting to know that we, uh, after such a long time, we've come to the tail end of these uh, six cases and the suspended officials. Um, Chair, these uh, wraps up basically the consequence management component of our presentation. We'll move then um, to the sixth litigation. Next slide, Sipo. Chair, we have various uh, matters that are currently sitting um, in the courts, um, I guess, um, uh, and emanating really from the procurement of, of uh, the STBs that were procured. And um, Chair, due to the nature of, 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 of the tendering process, and a process tender of this magnitude, um, it is an environment that is very litigious, and therefore um, all of these things emanated from from there. Uh, in the main, um, we have cases with our installers uh, when we contracted um, various twenty-seven installers um, that are linked to currency exchange um, cases. Also links um, to fluctuation cases of um, based on contractual basis. We also have a broadband um, related matter, which um, chair I must also uh, 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 allude that we are um, in the process of trying to resolve that. Even outside court, we've written to um, the 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 attorneys there, and we are really trying. And the whole point of this chair is to ask for us is to try to uh, mitigate um, um, some of these matters from going forward wherever we see that we could resolve them. And Chair, I must also um, just put a disclaimer that all, since uh, these matters are sitting in the courts, um, then we are also sub um in terms of answering some of the questions that could potentially um, uh, uh, cause problems with the, uh, the related cases. Next slide. And just to take you through the cases themselves, um, we have a case uh, against um, the, the VBS Bank and USASA. The claim is for 102 million. Um, this, mil, uh, this claim uh, chair was paid. Um, it is discovered or it is purported that um, the CEO at the time of USASA had then entered into some agreement um, to say um, that the, all the invoices linked to this service provider will be paid uh, by the by USASA. Um, in our contractual agreement with Liratadima um, Chair, we uh, contracted Liratadima and not VBS Bank, and therefore we continue to fight this case because all the monies that were lurched to uh, be owed to um, uh, to VBS Bank were indeed paid to the account of the service provider that was provided to us by the service provider. So this matter was uh, deliberated in the court on the 13th of May, and um, currently um, uh, the judgment is reserved in, in this regard. Um, we can move to the next. 
We also have um, matters related to the same service provider, which is Lirata Dima, um, in the main being the three cases, Chair. Uh, if you can just move uh, the slide. Um, in the three matters, uh, Chair, linked to Lirata Dima, I thought I would just clap these together and just report on under one. Um, Lerata Dima was indeed a service provider that we appointed for the manufacturing and distribution of service of set-top boxes. Um, and then during that time, Chair, um, uh, the parties, we then agreed on uh, uh, due to uh, um, various uh, issues that emanated with related to stock and the, the feasibility of stock um, it being in the various uh, warehouses, we then um, uh, got into um, a claim uh, chair where they're claiming that the invoices were not paid, yet Usasa is saying that we could not validate that um, they had uh, given us or, or delivered all the related set of boxes to that. So that claim is related to that. And uh, we continue to pursue the matter. The matter was heard on the 9th of May uh, and the High Court and the ruling was against Usasa to indeed pay. And chair, we are looking at various ways on how we are going to resolve this, uh, whether with our attorneys, whether through um, uh, an appeal or, or a, a, any other legal means. We can move to the next. Related to the same service provider, Chair. Um, or, uh, it, yeah, related to the same service provider, thank you, Siko. Um, it is the matter, um, again, on the um, the fluctuation of fees or exchange rate um, in any contract um, of this nature, Chair, hedging would be something that uh, organizations enter into. However, uh, Lerata Dima is now claiming a claim of 198 million um, towards uh, um, the hedging, which the service provider should have um, really pursued uh, uh, in terms of uh, their contract at that time. So even this uh, chair is still sitting with the courts and um, it will be deliberated um, accordingly. If we can move to the Lerata Dima, the next Lerata Dima matter. Um, the other matter, Chair, is uh, the, it is, oh, we've now concluded the Lerata Dima. We have a KST trading matter um, where they are demanding um, also um, escalations um, related to the installations. Lusasa was paying um, um, uh, installers for installation for 550 in the urban areas and 650 in the rural areas because of the complexities that um, installers would then need to um, uh, face with when coming to install in rural areas. And um, so this matter is related to that. Uh, pleadings um, were heard and were closed. We are now uh, waiting for the matter to be enrolled in, in High Court. It is a claim against uh, USASA for 1.8 million. Um, we have another claim, Chair, also related to um, the, the C's. I think we've concluded the, the claims um, against USASA 
when it comes to the procurement of the set of boxes and related to the SPDM program. We then have um, a matter that is currently sitting with uh, AFSA, and that is the um, uh, broadband connectivity for a service provider called Makosekati. Um, this for uh, a rollout that took place in Nyandini and in Bendle local municipality. Um, due to um, the open review that the agency um, instructed from 2020, um, which ended in 2021, um, we then could not uh, be able to process any invoices that were related to any broadband because we were reviewing um, the entire uh, broadband, how the service providers were um, acquired by the agency. Also linked to that was an assessment on the actual um, uh, broadband and the connectivity that happened in the end the sites that were earmarked. So um, due to the open review, we um, the agency delayed to indeed uh, pay um, and the the matter is currently sitting um, with this. We, we have contested with the service providers um, the amount, and, and that's basically the reasons why we find ourselves in court with the service provider, because we see that um, though it, the claims are valid, however, there's uh, sites that they claim for that were not connected in the in the area and um, certain areas uh, for the periods that they now claim. So this is one of the matters that chair we are still engaging with the service provider and um, through the lawyers to settle this matter out of court because um, we are uh, the agency was willing to pay at the time that the service provider uh, took us. So chair, um, and then we have one more. Um, um, a related issue that we have, as you saw, passed on to National Treasury for further uh, investigation, and it is the, uh, uh, um, the procurement of SAP um, that was done, uh, Chair, through EOH, that investigation is currently sitting um, with National Treasury. There has been some delays, Chair, um, in the dependencies that we um, are having National Treasury who then goes through their own processes in terms of procurement of their own service provider that does the investigation. So we are really just waiting for National Treasury. Um, frequent um, reporting is being um, provided by National Treasury um, to the board with regards to this matter. So this is something that we've also highlighted to National Treasury in writing that it has been ongoing for some time, both the, the bright wave, which is connectivity, and these ones which are looked by National Treasury, they have been going on for some time and we are really pressing the National Treasury to conclude um, this matter on their side. So I think this concludes um, our high level presentation with regards to um, our litigation reports and um, the labor matters that are currently sitting in various platforms. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. I take it that the uh, Omega, you you don't have any matter whether to get back to, so that we can then get to the engagement.
Chair, I think we can proceed with the engagement. I will then, without a waste of time, uh, check members uh, who would want to engage with the presentations. Um, so the committee support will then assist me uh, in case I do not see uh, the hands. Um, May I then take hands? My, my hand is up, Honorable Mtimbu. Okay. Honorable Mtimbu, you are noted, followed by Honorable Bolani. Um, I just check if there's any other hand I may be leaving after Honorable Bolani. Let's take those in the meantime, Honorable Mtimbu. Uh, may we also request Honorable Kubeka just to mute. Um, your, your mic is there. Yeah. Thank you. Honorable Mtembo, then I'll recognize you can proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Please allow me not to switch on my video camera due to the poor connectivity on my side. Chair, I just want to, to welcome all presentations um, and uh, also have a question directed to Yusasa. Uh, On their presentation, they did mention that a number of cases are sitting, are still sitting in, in, in court. I, I just want to, to check whether are there any legal cases that can be addressed outside court? That is question number one, Chair. Question number two, um, I want to check what is the estimated cost uh, in terms of uh, financial impact in defending all the court cases mentioned in the presentation. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, uh, Honorable Tim. Honorable Bolani, you are recognized, can proceed. Uh, good morning, Chairperson, and thank you for the presentations. Chairperson, we welcome the ICASA presentation, and indeed we congratulate the NTT on being able to finalize the sale of the spectrum. Uh, the presenter spoke about lot IMT 800, which he then says there should be a population of 99% reached by the service provider, and that one was left unsold, if I understood him correctly. What then happens with such spectrum if we are not going to have service providers that can comply with the regulations? And what does it mean for the purpose of spectrum rollout with it being expected to improve jobs and everything? So if you could just please take us further on that. And the presentation also made mention of the payment of by an outstanding buyer. 
Is he at liberty to tell us more on that? We did not even get the name of that uh, buyer who has an outstanding payment. Lastly, on ICASA chairperson, one of the obligations for the service provider for the service providers is for them to have social obligations. What monitoring tools are there to make sure that these social obligations are indeed carried out? Because if I understood Dr. Kavitsu, it is part and parcel of, <coughs> of the sale. It's part of and parcel of the sale agreements to say there should be some social obligation. And that social obligation, where do the SNMEs fall in? Because one of the mandates of ICASA is to make sure that there's SNME development. With the sale of the spectrum, I did not see that coming out. If you could just please take us uh, further on that. On the second presentation, Chairperson, I echo the words of Honorable Kubeka in terms of the legal costs. It sounds like it is a lot, and it is worrying that all these legal battles are happening with one particular company, because all we had was Lerata Dima and Lerata Dima. So that is really one worry. And when you get a presentation and you are told that matters are subjudicated, that sort of makes you good. But Chairperson, noting that the entity is winding down and we have all these outstanding matters with which are now sitting with the courts, perhaps Chairperson, there could also be a, a, a legal advice on the part of the portfolio committee to say, how do we handle this? Because this has been presented to the portfolio committee and it feels like our hands are tied, especially on the sub letters. But equally, uh, when, 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 you, when, when you hear about officials who are then suspended and the, 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 the presentation did not quite articulate the link between the suspended officials and the litigation that is currently taking place, if at all it is there. And that is where I will end for now, Chairperson. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, Honorable Bolzani. May I just take um, from the committee support if there may be hands I've not seen, um, so that I, I can uh, give. Okay. We'll uh, then take the response for on those uh, questions that would have been asked, uh, and if there are follow-ups, we'll then take uh, the other hands uh, thereafter. All right, thank you, uh, Honorable uh, Chair Manelli. Uh, <clears throat> thanks for the compliments, uh, Honorable Members. Uh, I think that the more pointed questions came from Honorable Potlani. Uh, so I will deal with the question of the, out, the, 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 the an outstanding buyer as you tempted, as well as the SMME part. And then CEO will just come in briefly to deal with the unsold lot and the obligations. Uh, so the buyer that uh, we are still finalizing the balance of the payment with ECLC. Uh, so I think that's that's all I can see. But as I've indicated, they have paid. It is just that uh, there is uh, the balance that is that is that is being uh, finalized as matter stand, and I believe it it should be concluded uh, uh, soonest. 
uh, on the SMMEs, I think it's an important question. Uh, when we look at Spectrum auction and the fact that Spectrum has been bought by incumbents, uh, it may appear that uh, there is no angle or aspect of SMME development, but procuring Spectrum is the one part. With the Spectrum, there has to be network rollout, and that's where the bulk of the, 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 the economic activity for SMMEs will be. So we, we, we are pushing through our regulations. We are pushing through, you know, uh, oversight to say, operators, please make sure that as you procure, as you build networks, you involve uh, SMMEs uh, which are compliant with our BE prescripts in the country. So we should not only look at it from a perspective of what has been procured at auction, which is Spectrum. On the back of it, that's exactly where the real SMME opportunities lie. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we always look and get financial results of, of our licensees. They spend uh, uh, billions annually on, on network expansion and network rollout. And it is, it is ICASA's role to, to make sure that we, we, we encourage a pro transformation uh, a procurement in the sector, but it is also the responsibility of all other institutions, including uh, you know, moral suasion when everything else has been done. Moral suasion to operators to say, can your procurement really reflect uh, the, the structural demographics of our country? Can, it, can your, your procurement as you roll out networks uh, really show that you appreciate uh, the, the historic uh, background and context in our country? Where we come from as a people, and 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 can it have the spirit of redress? So so there is a lot of potential for SMEs uh, from just from a network rollout point of view. And by the way, the CEO will touch on it, but it's one of the reasons why Lot Nine, the lot that I referred to as Ansul, is not only about obligations, but it's also the realization that uh, the reserve price was close to a billion rand. We, we do still believe that uh, that that particular lot has a lot has value in it, um, uh, and operators may have realized that if we buy this at this amount, at what stage are we going to roll out? Given the other spectrum uh, uh, lots we have participated on, so there is a lot of scope. Just in summary, for SMME development, uh, because on the back of this raw network capacity spectrum that has been bought at auction. We need deployment in the outflung rural areas of our country. I mean, the connectivity that I referred to of police stations, clinics, and, and uh, traditional offices and so forth, uh, it requires SMMEs to go out there and deploy services. So uh, uh, respectfully as, as parliament, you know, as the committee, as ICASA, the minister and everyone involved, uh, we need to then appeal to the corporate uh, citizenship uh, uh, conscience of our operators that as they embark over and above what the regulations say, but as they embark on this uh, network rollout and investment, can they really pay serious attention to the development of, of, of SMMEs in the country? 
CEO, please uh, briefly respond to the, the lot nine, the unsold lot and the, the obligations. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chair, and, and, and good morning, Honorable Chairperson and, and Honorable Members. Uh, perhaps to start off with the, with the obligations, um, I think the question was, what are the monitoring tools that are in place to ensure that those obligations are fulfilled um, or to ensure that there is compliance with the obligations that are, that are imposed? I think, Chair, um, we, we have outlined in, in slide 11 that the social obligations relating to the connectivity to the various public institutions are still in the process of being finalized. So if we look at the type of institutions that are to be connected, public schools, clinics, uh, police stations, uh, traditional authority offices, um, police stations as well, we, we have come to the realization that there needs to be engagement firstly with the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies, but also with all the other government departments that are in charge of the different institutions that we have outlined. And those consultations are basically to agree on the model of connectivity and the specifications that are to be provided to each of those institutions. Um, the intention is, is that the consultations will be concluded by the end of this year and the allocations of the institutions to the different licensees with details about the nature of connectivity and the specifications uh, of connectivity that is to be pro provided, um, also finalized by the end of this year. Um, all of the licensees will then be required to report to ICASA um, on a biannual basis in terms of progress of how they are doing in connecting the the institutions that would have been allocated to them. And I think post the completion of connectivity, the obligation will then be on ICASA as well as the different oversight departments um, to monitor that the facilities that are connected continue to be protected and that they continue to remain functional and service the, um, the stakeholders that are intended to receive the service from them. So the monitoring lies basically with the CASA to ensure compliance by the licensees, uh, but also we would expect that as part of this consultation with the different government departments, they will also share the responsibility of overseeing that those facilities indeed um, serve the purpose for which they are provided. On, on lot nine, I think the chair has already sort of touched on it. Um, what will happen to that lot that, that was unsold? So primarily it would appear that the reason why the lot remained unsold was the, the reserve price, which was in excess of 1.1 billion rents. And the second reason was the coverage obligation that accompanied the, the spectrum, which was the requirement that whoever was going to get that lot must provide 99.8% population coverage within five years of issue of the license. Um, and, the, and the understanding appears to be that all of the all of the licensees or the bidders saw that as being prohibitively expensive uh, for them to, um, uh, to, to, to make a return um, within a reasonable a period of time. So they, they then didn't want to, to bid for it. As to what will happen to the lot, um, ECASA has since pronounced that um, we will commence a new licensing process. Um, 
to license this lot. Again, it will be a transparent and an open process, which will obviously take into account the outcomes of the auction that has taken place um, in terms of the assignments to the current industry players. And it will also then take into account the need to then ensure that they, there is a, um, a competitive landscape that is maintained um, going forward, specifically in respect of how the um, sub one gigahertz spectrum is, is licensed. So the intention is that there will be um, an information memorandum issued um, within this quarter or within the next quarter to initiate the licensing process for the uh, lot nine, uh, which remained from the from the from the from the auction. Um, as to what obligations will accompany the lot in the new licensing process, uh, I think that will then be informed by the outcome of the engagements that will take place when the consultation process starts with the publication of the information memorandum uh, to to initiate the licensing for for uh, for the unsold lot. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, that takes care of our responses, uh, Honorable Chair Manili. Thank you, Isasa. Uh, thank you, Chair. So um, the Honorable Members asked if um, there were our matters that we could resolve outside um, um, the, 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 the doors of court. Yes, there has been um, about two matters we've already struck off um, and we were able to resolve those outside um, of court and that um, is own was sitting around a uh, hundred um, and odd million and that we were able to settle outside of court with no legal fees, um, just a service provider speaking um, to us and um, us coming to the party as such. Um, we are also, as I said in the presentation, that um, with regards to the connectivity uh, case, we are still pursuing the service provider um, to be able to just uh, settle this matter outside of court. Um, it is in our interest to do so, um, uh, Chair. And um, just to also uh, bring about this matter, um, the cost associated that we have estimated to resolve or defend ourselves um, is around 12 million that we will spend, um, but the overall cost of all the litigation bill that we're currently sitting with is just about under uh, 400 million. Yes, it is worrying, and this is why I think the board had taken an undertaking um, together with management to try resolve these matters outside of court um, with speed, um, looking at the fact that also we are in the process of dissolving. So we are doing everything in our possible power to really try resolve these matters um, outside um, of court and um, there is absolutely no link chair to this um, litigation re uh, report that we've just given and the suspended officials. The suspended officials were on um, um, a financial misconduct, a possible financial misconduct that was linked to a service provider, also linked to um, a sister organization, SAPO. So that, um, Chairs, I said that the, 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 the matters are, are currently in a very advanced stage 
where all the parties have been interviewed. And now we're just waiting for the final report from the investigators that are working on this matter. Um, Chair, I think I have um, answered um, all of this. Our interest is to really bring down this bill to um, as close as nothing uh, before the dissolution. So we are looking at other ways, uh, Chair, to resolve these matters um, and are legally also um, are looking at other ways to, uh, to resolve this matter. So these matters are before us and are worrying, um, but we are looking at those um, considering that we would be winding down and we would not want to go with to the department. I think our liability um, is, remains very high in this regard. Thank you. May, may I then check uh, with uh, the honorable members, firstly, uh, with regard to follow-ups, if honorable Mtimbu has got follow-up questions, having received responses, and honorable Bolani, uh, and thereafter I'll check if there are still members that would want uh, uh, to ask further questions uh, before we wrap up. Thank you very much, Honourable. Thank you very much. Honorable. Thank you very much. Uh, um, actually, it's not uh, a follow-up question, but uh, I just want to to uh, appreciate uh, the, 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 the both the presentation of the entities. Um, they are clear um, and straightforward. Uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> On 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 Ikasa uh, uh, chair, uh, I just want to 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 say Ikasa need to uh, uh, establish a sustainable one and be used as a, an a, as an instrument in, instrumental for transformation. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, um, I, I think that that is it. Um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Honorable Mtembo. Um, Honorable Bodan, you, you, you are covered. Uh, maybe a brainwave, Chairperson. Chairperson, I listen, <laughs> if you will indulge me, listening to the response on the social responsibility of. <clears throat> of ICASA. It is clear that ICASA is not mandated for such things. And I think mine would be on the response from the CEO and the chairperson is to say there really has to be a deliberate, uh, a deliberate uh, interactions in terms of intergovernment relations, because it is not their key mandate. But if we are going to say to Bosel CEO MTN that this is part of the part and terms and conditions of the sale of the spectrum that you have a social obligation, then there should really be a way, and, 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 and I'm the first to admit it is not their commanding, there should really be proper, proper uh, intergovernmental relations that we can then be privy to so that we do not have terms and conditions in terms of the sale, but they mean nothing to the men on the street. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, uh, Honorable Bodlani. 
Okay. Uh, may I can check if there are members who want to ask more <laughs> questions. Uh, Honorable Ntembo, uh, if you can just mute. Um, Sorry, Chair. Your mic, yes. Thank you, Honorable Ntembo. I just wanted to reset the check if there may be other members uh, who would want to ask further questions. Um, so if not, uh, I think as as uh, Ikasa may want to respond if they want to, uh, but as you respond, uh, you'll take into account the comments uh, made. So I just want to check if you really wanted to have a specific matter to respond to, uh, otherwise one could cover uh, the way forward in the summary. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairman, and Honorable Members. We note the inputs made and we will continue doing our part and we urge uh, uh, everyone else to help and support. But yeah, we take the inputs in a positive light. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, I think Honorable Members has uh, come to the conclusion of uh, the the two presentations. I think there's there's clarity there uh, with regards to ICASA, uh, and I'm sure you uh, as you take it back, there is a point there about the war, uh, and we really appreciate the commitment uh, made that uh, every effort is being done. Uh, to ensure that you would have it uh, in a sustainable way so that we do not only say that it is an instrument for transformation, but Blacks in general and Africans in particular, as those that would have been previously disadvantaged, should also see it in that way as it impacts positively on their lives uh, uh, on the ground. Uh, and I think this is the point that's also made with regard to uh, service, uh, universal service obligations that gets imposed um, uh, to those that are um, taking the spectrum. Uh, that even on that point, I think the emphasis really to say uh, it should be indeed about still advancing our development uh, objectives and in that score strengthening uh, intergovernmental relations uh, get to be important so that that positive impact uh, it's also seen at, at different levels i think the point to to make in emphasizing that point uh, it's really that uh, when people fail to implement the service uh, obligations that they would have agreed to, uh, it's understood that penalties would uh, would kick in. But we need to be quite careful uh, that the penalties may be quite smaller in terms of the developmental value if those uh, service obligations would have been implemented. So in supporting yourselves, uh, I think as part of our oversight, it's something that we would want to uh, uh, look into so so, so that uh, we, we do not do this to comply, but 
in the real sense they are they should be about advancing our development uh, objectives that we have set for the country uh, as it relates to the timelines uh, we did understand you chair of ICASA quite well uh, that we also need to give it time so that we do not uh, cut corners uh, i think we support that approach however we we should uh, at all times put this pressure uh, that as we do that it shouldn't be taking us the time it took to be where we are uh, today uh, because of uh, consultations and so on. I think the consultations as they are done, uh, in the main, it's all about ensuring that the impact should be felt on the ground. And, and surely as it relates to it as a transformation tool, uh, those who stand to benefit out of that may not have the patience uh, for many years to come. So I think working with yourselves, uh, as well as the department, because we also do know that uh, whilst you may be working hard in looking at these uh, uh, models elsewhere, uh, in terms of how they've sustained uh, uh, a structure similar to one, uh, from a policy uh, directive point of view, it will still be uh, the department that must look at that through the ministry. Uh, so we'll also implore them to, to really look at uh, fast-tracking that uh, so that those who stand to benefit uh, uh, should uh, really see that we are indeed committed in ensuring that uh, that benefit could be realized uh, within reasonable time. As far as USASA and USAF is concerned, uh, I think as you would have heard, uh, there is uh, indeed concern uh, that uh, things may need to be frustrated in resolving these matters, uh, including where possible. Uh, of course, look at options of uh, out-of-court uh, uh, settlements, uh, but of course, where it's not possible, indeed, we'll have to wait uh, for, for, for courts. But I think uh, from the committee side, uh, would also appreciate the uh, honorable members that uh, most of the things we're dealing with, um, the cases uh, and so on, are, are matters of uh, the legacy uh, uh, other than uh, things that would have happened now. And what should what that should tell us is that uh, at least we should also be assured at all times that uh, the mismanagement of the entities as it, it, it's shown in the reports would not be something that reoccurs as we move uh, forward. So this does not apply only to you, Sasa, but generally how we look at entities that report to the portfolio uh, committee uh, here, that uh, it, it should be about drawing lessons in the main as we are trying to resolve uh, these legacy questions, uh, but that we assure South Africans uh, that there will be no reoccurrence uh, uh, of such. And that as we look at people that we give responsibility of governance in these institutions, uh, we would also be looking at uh, the best that South Africans could offer in turning these institutions around, but also 
assuring South Africans that will not have these governance challenges uh, in the future. Um, uh, otherwise, as it relates to consequence uh, management, uh, I think there's appreciation, uh, as you would have said from, you've heard from members uh, that you are taking uh, action and we take it that the department would look at this uh, quite closely uh, because if not, you may uh, wind up, you sasa, uh, replace them uh, with the department, but the, li the liabilities uh, may just be too huge for the department. Uh, so, so entity oversight, please take uh, take note of that. So that would be uh, the summary, uh, honorable members, uh, in closing these uh, presentations. Um, and that from from the committee side will be able to make necessary uh, follow-ups uh, on the summary that has been made as a way forward for the meeting. I take it that uh, uh, that captures your uh, your way of looking at it as the portfolio committee, and that the entities would have taken note of those. Uh, with that having been said, uh, of course because we're going to move to the next item. Uh, I must take the opportunity once again to thank the department as well as uh, the entities as led uh, by their boards and or council uh, and, and the executives and that uh, you can be released if you so wish as we get to the next item. So as to give you space to, to implement uh, uh, and, and, and then come back next time, of course, uh, with, uh, with progress. So we'll release you if you would want to. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank we'll you now, uh, honorable members, thank you. We'll now move you. to the, the minutes as, as we usually do. We'll go on a page by page and members could raise uh, whatever they would want to raise as corrections. If there are no uh, matters raised uh, as corrections, uh, including on the noting and resolutions, uh, honorable members, I would now for formality, uh, just get a mover and for the adoption of minutes. Chairperson, I move. 
Honorable Bolanimos, can I get a second? Is that uh, Honorable uh, Dr. Basu? Supported, sir. Uh, the minutes are seconded. Any objection in us adopting the minutes? Thank you, Honorable Basu. So, no objections, so the minutes are adopted as to reflection of uh, previous uh, meeting. I take it the uh, portion agenda that would be the last item. That is the last item, Chair. But just a reminder to members that the meeting next week clashes with plenary, Chair. Thank you. Oh. All right. So, if that's the last uh, item, this is the point I wanted to raise. Uh, Honorable members, but with the changes in the parliamentary program, uh, our meeting for next week is affected by plenary that starts at 10 uh, and therefore would need to reschedule. Uh, it's a matter we, we may want to have a discussion with the House Chair's office on that and would advise members accordingly. And I'm sure if you look at the program, uh, this would have been a situation where we would have SAPC coming before us uh, as the committee uh, next week. So we'd have to move that for another day, uh, given the changes in the parliamentary program that needs all of us to attend uh, the plenary uh, on the same day. So would they advise members accordingly after uh, getting some direction from the House Chair? in terms of amending our program. With that, uh, honorable members, uh, once again, thank you for your participation. Uh, the meeting is adjourned uh, until we see each other again. Uh, good. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair.